0: Let me invite you to turn in your Bibles to the book of First Peter. First Peter is a short letter near the end of the Bible. First and second Peter, first, second, third, John, Jude and Revelation. And as you have heard and noticed already this morning, this is a full service, two services in one that involves a number of elements and people. And because I don't want to be reprimanded later by my good friend Marlon, um, I am going to be very brief and to the point this morning. But we will see this morning from God's Word that we are to hold on to the gospel. Hold on to the gospel. Look with me at First Peter chapter 3. Beginning in verse 13. 1 Peter chapter 3, beginning in verse 13. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the Spirit. As you probably gathered from this passage, 1 Peter was written to suffering believers. 1 Peter, the short letter, was written by Peter to Christians that were scattered throughout Asia Minor or modern-day Turkey. And these believers were under persecution for their faith in Christ. Now, although at various times uh, New Testament believers were under physical persecution for their faith in Christ, under certain Roman emperors, this was probably not one of those times just yet. Instead, they were under intense verbal persecution and discrimination for their faith in Christ. And we get a hint of this from chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. So look at chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do, living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing and detestable idolatry, they are surprised that you do not join them in the reckless, wild living, and they heap abuse on you. So there's this contrast taking place between ordinary people in Asia Minor and those that profess faith in Christ. Because those that profess faith in Christ used to practice some of these, these immoral practices, but now they don't, and as a result... They're being ridiculed for it by unbelievers. So these believers stood out for their faith in Christ. They stood apart. There was a contrast between them and those in the world around them. And the same thing is true for believers today. So graduates, if you choose to live for Christ, and I hope that you have, I hope that you are, you will stand out from those around you, and perhaps in the coming months and years, more so, more obviously so, than at any other time in your life. And if that is not true for you, then truths of God's word beckon you to examine whether you know Christ in the first place. Now, don't mishear me here. We don't do anything to be right with God. We don't earn salvation before God, forgiveness before God by what we do or by we by what we don't do. But a genuine commitment to Christ and genuine knowledge of Christ results in a transformed life that is lived out in the world and that is obvious to those around us. And for the next few minutes, we're going to focus in on one verse in this passage and draw three truths from God's Word straight from this verse that I want to mention. So 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Let's look at it again. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Three truths straight from this verse. Truth number one, revere Christ as Lord. Revere Christ as Lord. And just a quick and casual reading of this verse may not draw out the full full contrast that is taking place. But you'll notice that, that verse 15 begins with the conjunction, but... Signaling that a contrast is indeed taking place. And back in verse 14, we are told, or New Testament believers that are under verbal persecution and ridicule for their faith, are told not to fear the threats of those that oppose them. Don't fear them. Don't fear those that reject the gospel. Don't fear those that oppose Christ. And this is talking directly about those pagans that we saw in chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. Don't fear the ungodly. Instead, what's being communicated here is fear the Lord. Fear Christ. And this is the same picture that we saw last week in Proverbs chapter 31 of fearing God. This is reverential respect and worship of God. It is recognizing who He is. That Christ is indeed the one on the throne Christ is in control, not these pagan enemies. So don't fear them. Instead, respect, worship, know, and stand in awe of Jesus Christ, realizing that he is on the throne, that he is the one who reigns, that he is master, and that he is Lord. So revere Christ as Lord. Truth number two. Prepare to share. Prepare to share. Look back at verse 15. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Graduates, if you are living for Jesus Christ, questions will be raised by unbelievers. Church, If you are living for Jesus Christ, then questions will be raised by unbelievers. Some obvious, some subtle, some in the form of a question, some in the form of an accusation. But when opportunities arise, prepare to share your faith. Be prepared. We cannot afford as believers in Christ to be passive or to be casual about our faith and about speaking it and speaking the truth of the gospel message. We must be active. So prepare to share your faith every chance that you get and do so in love. That's what we're charged to do with here. Do this with gentleness and do it with respect, speaking the truth in love. And So that brings us to our third and final point from 1 Peter chapter 3.15. What are we to share? What are we to be prepared to share? And it's the hope that we have. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So third and final point, know your hope. Know your hope. Do you know this hope that is available for believers? that is available for all who will put their trust in Christ? Do you know this hope that causes people to live differently, to stand out from the world around them, to live in such a way that that denies themselves and points people to, to Jesus Christ as Lord? Do you know this hope that is available for all who will profess faith in Jesus Christ? We see a clear picture of this hope and really a summary of the gospel in the first chapter of Colossians. So I want to invite you to turn to Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. We see a reminder of the hope that we have in Christ and really a summation of the gospel message. The same message that we heard sung about just a few moments ago about our hope being found in Christ alone. Colossians chapter 1, beginning in verse 19. This is what scripture says. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. This is talking about Jesus. So God the Father was pleased to have all his fullness, all of him dwelling in Jesus. And through him, through Jesus, to reconcile to himself, to God the Father, all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood, through Jesus' blood, shed on the cross. Verse 21, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm, and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Did you catch it there? Verse 23. The hope held out in the gospel. This hope that causes sinners, broken people, people that have rebelled against God, have turned our backs on God. This hope that causes us to be forgiven, freely forgiven for us, restored into right relationship, receiving eternal life, and forever in the presence of the one who created all things. This hope that causes us, immoral, pagan, selfish people. To be forgiven and right with the eternal King, the matchless Creator, the God of this universe. Do you know this hope that causes God to to view His children as holy in His sight, without blemish and free from accusation? This hope of the gospel is for people of all ages. It's for graduates. It's for those that will graduate in 10 years from now. And it's for those that have been retired for 30 years. The hope of the gospel is for us all. So graduates, church, hold on to the gospel. Never lose sight of it. Never ignore it. Never forget it. In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Prepare to share the truth and know, that the, know the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father God, once again, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that your word speaks truth for all ages. We thank you that you've given it to us We thank you that you have called us to know it, to understand it, to live it. May you give us grace to do so today. Lord, we thank you for these graduates. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the gospel being proclaimed in this place. May it continue to be so. May all of us hold on to the gospel, the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.